0: Welcome back, folks, to 2 Brits 1 Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, and a quiet road boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the East Kent Elliott Friedman, and a man who's enjoying the terrible twos. Well, every human will hide him.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm alright, mate. I'm like right. very, very, very tired.
0: Terrible twos, yeah? <laughs> oh, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like every morning, waking up at 6 o'clock to a screaming baby, just demanding things that. Not even that you can't deliver. It's just like a, it gets to a principle thing, doesn't it? Where you like, I can't be <laughs> just g- giving into this fucking two-year-old every every time have that. or something. You
0: can't listen, kid. It's not that you can't have it. It's the principle of the thing, okay?
1: It, it is because like I, yeah, like like anyone, we're, we're trying to be decent parents and so we're trying not to raise like you know, your, your sport brat or whatever it might be or, or whoever. For Jesus' sake, it's just when she's like demanding milk at six o'clock in the morning, you're like, right, just wait. You'll have your milk, but you have to fucking wait, and like, yeah, it just doesn't stop. For <sighs> yeah, I don't really want to go through it again. To be honest, it's it's a bit of a PTSD moment for me.
0: <laughs> Somebody said to me years ago, we went, me and my wife, go to this Italian restaurant all the time, so we got we kind of got to know the owners and the male half of the ownership was a big football fan. And because we'd go in quite a lot, he'd always end up coming over to talk to us. When Sarah was pregnant, he said, you know what? Everyone's going to give you advice. He said, just listen, nod your head, go home and just forget about it. He said, you'll find your own way. You'll do your own thing. But that being said, (laughs) the only piece of advice I've ever given anybody in regards to parenting is never, ever give in to your kids. Win every battle. So they just know that there's no pushback. They cannot beat you. There's no way you're gonna crumble. Like once you've made a decision, talked it through, once your mind's made up, that's it. That's it. Cause then they know because now once I say no, my daughter just never she never bothers me again. Once I say no, that's it. She doesn't ask for anything. She as soon as I say no to something, it's it's all done. But man, it's so hard. It's so
1: hard. It feels especially hard at the moment where like so she's she's due to be three in like a month. Yeah. So she's still She's still really young. Like she's still, she's still stupid. Like she doesn't understand yep. reason and stuff like that. So it's and and the arguments are so often about proper, proper pointless shit. It's just like it, I'm I'm doing myself a fucking, you know, pain by, by having this argument. But like you say, you've you've got a you've got to stick with it.
0: It's true. Have you got to Have you got to her asking why for everything yet?
1: Um, nah, like, she has, a, she has a bit of a why. It's more like, I don't know, you can sort of tell that she's just got it off the telly or, or whatever. You can just ignore her still, and she, she doesn't really mind too much about it.
0: I got a shout-out Jason Paul, who put out a tweet last week saying about that when they decided to have kids, looking after them 24 hours a day, seven days a week wasn't in the handbook. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, At mate. some point, I thought they'd be going to school and stuff like that, and now they're not.
1: That's, that's the thing, is it? So so like today, you know you just get those days where you're like, right, it's all caught up with me. I can't, I've got nothing in the tank. I can't, I can't deal with life today. I'm absolutely just, Yeah. and Grace has has been at work since midday. And it's like, right, well, (laughs) there's nothing you can do about it. Fucking suck (laughs) it up, mate.
0: We said when we were pregnant, you know, oh, my daughter's never going to sit and watch TV for two hours a day and blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) Within, by the time she got to sort of 18 months, we stopped her crying once because she watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And that was it. We were like, right, okay, she can watch TV.
1: she's yeah, <laughs> She's a telly baby forever. Yes. I remember my mother-in-law saying to me, my daughter was having a terrible day of just not eating, not wanting to eat anything. Not that she was ill or anything, it's just being difficult. And my mother-in-law just saying, look, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if like, you know, all she has for dinner is cheese, crackers, a fucking... Forty-five yogurts and and whatever a couple of grapes like as long as she's got some food in her that isn't just chocolate bars. Don't worry about you know giving her meat and two veg. Make sure she's Sweet. eating something that isn't purely sugar, and don't worry about the rest of it. And it's those moments I think the only advice you ever need as a parent, or at least I found I needed, is someone in your life that you respect as like a grown up and as a parent themselves to just say, "Don't fucking worry about it." I do think
0: we forget that when we were kids, I mean, all I ate was shit all the time. There, was, there wasn't... I know for I know when my parents were just starting out, there wasn't this nutritional advice for parents or make sure your kids eat this or I just came from school, like mum can have a Mars bar. She'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd chase it down with a, like half a pint of Coke.
1: It's, 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 it's not even asking it's just like right here you yeah. go I'm just taking it I'm getting a Mars bar I know
0: before my wife would have her tea she always said like well, before I should have her tea she'd always have a bag of crisps and you see parents now like if, if they give their kid a packet of crisps you can see all the parents looking at them going that's disgraceful you're trying to kill your child, aren't you, with that packet of crisps? <laughs> they should be having carrot sticks or celery. Just well, think, who after, gives a shit? It's just a packet of crisps. It's fine.
1: After, after the day she said, yes, I am trying to kill her with this packet of crisps, actually.
0: <laughs> I hope she has a potato allergy, <laughs> actually.
1: <laughs> I hope she gets one of those really sharp ones and doesn't quite chop and have to get stuck. And...
0: One of my favourite things is, is, with the advent of social media and stuff like that, the first-time parents who will put on Facebook... When their kid's sort of three days old, five days old. Oh my God, look at my prince or princess. They're so precious. They're my entire world. I couldn't imagine life without them. It gets to about seven or eight months and they're just putting on, I'm so tired. Please help me. <laughs> Please help me. I wish I was dead. It's like, and yeah, somebody, every time. Somebody
1: help me. Our, our neighbours have just had a baby last week. So, but since the last podcast was recorded. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch their, their journey.
0: Yeah, they descent into madness.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're definitely in the honeymoon period at the moment. So it's, uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see how their one turns out.
0: Mate, I gotta say as well, it doesn't it doesn't get easier. We have it now that my daughter will eat peas from a restaurant, but if you give her peas at home, she looks at me and just says, "What's this?" Oh, well, they're peas, they're peas, George. You like peas? She's like, "No, I do not." Um, yes, you've seen you eat fucking... them in the restaurant. She's like, "Yeah, Damn. but they're restaurant peas. They're nice." I'm like fucking whatever. <laughs> God. And <laughs> like you could be so horrible.
1: You need to step your game up, mate. Your pee game's fucking... It's just one of them just, you know, in a Tupperware with a little bit of water and the lid half on, chucked in the microwave <laughs> for two minutes. That's not enough.
0: Yeah, you fucking pee game's weak, Dad. What are you doing?
1: It's trying to kill doubt, me. Bro.
0: You're right, though. When it comes to stuff like food and stuff like that, it's so much better now. I and mean, we, do, we do so much better. I mean, how many... Even stupid stuff like ready meals and stuff like that, they're so much better than they used to be. You have to, I think now you have to go out of your way. If you're trying, you know, to give your kid a bad diet, because there's so much good stuff out there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see it as like I do with a lot of things. If you, if you worry about it, you're doing all right. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's get on with it, shall
1: we? Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Okay, then. Uh I'm not sure how to lead into this but it's obviously terrible news about Colby Cave Uh I said last week he had a, a really tough road ahead of him uh, to try and beat this thing and obviously unfortunately he didn't. Very 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 sad news as we said for, for somebody so young and uh, the Colby Cave Memorial Fund has been set up. They're accepting donations right now if anybody wants to do such a thing. Just really terrible It was It was beautiful to see the sort of outpouring of emotion from the local community and I think that's sometimes that that's one of those things that sports can do is that it can, it can bring people together and communities together. And if somebody makes it to the big league from a certain town or a certain place, there is that kind of pride there. So to see sort of, what was it? Eight, nine miles of cars like lined up for the, like for after the funeral or before the funeral. I think it was, yeah, it was a lovely thing to see. It's, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. You know, it shows that communities like that no matter what the situation is. Yeah, even in times like this with, with COVID-19, they're able to, show their outpouring of support for the Cave family in, in any way they possibly can. Yeah, obviously, thoughts of us going out to Emily and, and the rest of the Cave family. It's it's horrendous. There's nothing, nothing else to say about it. It's absolutely horrible.
0: All right, let's move on. There was an interview with Drew Doughty this week for ESPN, which everyone was going nuts over, but I just thought it was an honest frank interview. As we've said before, Drew Doughty speaks his mind, and that makes him some kind of hockey rebel, but whatever. He doesn't think the season's coming back. What do you
1: think? I think he's naive because it is blatantly gonna come back in some way, shape or form. It's all dependent in Because we don't really know exactly what's gonna happen. But if, if there is any possibility of them squeezing hockey games in between now and the end of twenty twenty, Gary Bettman will absolutely do it. But I don't yeah, think I agree. I think it's just purely depends. I think they'll find some sort of way, even if it ends up being that whole idea of you know shucking them all up in a butt lens and doing it that way. I think I could, I could see it. Fucking bottlings. <laughs> get, get, <them> <laughs> get them all down to. As a reference, get all down to Bogner. I can just have the uh, get a, get a little temporary rink like those ones you get in the uh, in the shopping centres. Yeah. No, I, th- I think they're gonna try their hardest to do it because they want to get some sort of. It's all about the revenue, isn't it? At the end of the day, trying to get something, yep. squeeze something out at the end of this uh, end of this season. But it might be a case of they're not able to do it at all. But considering the U.S. are looking at trying to lift the lockdown and stuff ASAP, I can imagine it's going to happen at some point this summer, isn't it? What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because did you know Florida? Did you know that <laughs> yeah. Florida is saying that wrestling and UFC are essential businesses?
1: So I didn't. I didn't bother reading into those because why would you? But are they saying that people are allowed to attend them? No,
0: but okay, the shows, yeah, okay. can, so what they've been doing, so WWE and AEW, the two biggest uh, wrestling companies in America have been doing yep. empty arena shows, mm-hmm. uh, but the wrestlers are there and they'd recorded, I think four or five weeks in advance. They just knocked, they, they, they weren't doing live shows. They were just knocking them all out, taped. And then after they're just sending the tape into the production company who's running them and saying, okay, here's this week's show, you know, play it. That's fine. But. There was the question of well, what's going to happen this week because this is the last week of shows you've got in the can. So how are you going to do a show? And then it, and then Florida came out and said, "Well, yeah, wrestling's an essential business to us, so we're going to allow them to start recording shows again." Now, call me crazy, but if wrestling's essential, what's stopping the NHL going to Florida and saying, "Well, you must have loads of practice rinks here, or can we not just use those rinks for the say for say like six weeks and bang everything out and get it done?" Like, yeah, like Florida will say, "Yeah, of course you can."
1: That's that's the worry that you're gonna find some state like Florida who's particularly interested in in what they could get out of it for their own gain sort of thing. Because if if the I don't know how that works, but if the state of Florida say right, yeah, you can have the NHL playoffs here, but you have to pay us fifteen percent of your gate receipt, not gate receipt. You know what I mean? There's exactly. gonna be some sort of kickback. Then you're gonna get because obviously the fucking the state of Florida government. Are doing this for the WWE and UFC for a reason that's probably yeah. linked to monetary gain. So, yeah, yeah of course. Like I said, I'll probably do it for all the sports. And what's going to go down this... better than uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs being played in the middle of July in fucking Miami, Florida? <laughs> in the Keys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> literally in the Keys. Yeah, literally in the Keys. Here comes Marshawn Danyais. Oh, his puck's sunk again. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Let's try again. Some
1: face somebody, up, somebody fish it out, please.
0: Yeah. Anyone got a big net? Here's what we kind of forget in this country sometimes, is that we kind of fig- people in this country forget how big America is, and it's not run like our country. There's so many like, like state guidelines and state law and all that kind of thing. We just don't have that over here. We just don't have county law. The law in England is the law. It's not a case if you can go from Cheshire to Lancashire and it's completely different. Like you could go from, say, Florida to Carolina or something like that.
1: Imagine.
0: So every state, every state kind of has to be treated like a mini country. And they're all out for themselves, aren't they? And and if you're the first state to get back up and running, you are going to get a massive financial boost. A massive financial boost.
1: Yeah, mate. it's It's all too much Too sort of, it's over my head, basically. I don't I don't fucking know what to think about any of it. I don't know like, the legality of doing any of it, especially in, in our country, let alone in America. I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: For people in this country, it would be the same as that. It would be you live in your county, and in your county, crime A is a crime, but you could move to the county next door, and that crime is now not a crime. That's how it works with state law in America. There are certain things where it's a crime in one state, not a crime in like marijuana and stuff like that. In some states, it's legal, in other states, it's not.
1: Isn't it even the the case of like it can be a crime in state A and you move and it can be a crime in state B as well? But you move from state A to state B and they're like, well, it's crossed state lines, so fuck off.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, all that kind of thing comes into it as well. Duke in the stats and, well, where does this crime count then? Because now he lives in state B. Well, it's not really... Well, he's moved to your state. That's now your crime. Well, I think he committed it in your state, so it's your crime. There's no... Well, all the states are trying to one-up each other.
1: You're trying it's to extra extradite a geezer 12 miles. If, if Florida treat, says
0: that these businesses are essential and lets them go ahead, they're just going to say to the NHL, yeah, that's fine, you can have all your games here, but you're giving us 20% of all your gate, or you're giving us 20% of all revenues or all profits from this happening. The, the profit I mean, being, or the TV money, or something, because they're not gonna they're not gonna get fans there, but there'd be something like the the TV money or something like that.
1: The financial aspect of it is is what's curious to me as well, because you you're not gonna be able to make, you're not gonna be able to play all the games, you're not gonna be able to finish a regular season and the playoffs, and you're not gonna be able to have any fans there, no matter how you do it. So where do they make the money back? They're not gonna make all of it back, obviously. But they're going to try their down list to do it.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? Would you, you know, they're saying that well, the NHL, if it doesn't go, you know, they're going to lose a billion dollars. Well, okay, then how about you lose five hundred million? All right, you've lost five hundred million, but hey, you've not lost a billion, have you? So,
1: but, but even then, not as bad so, as it could have been. So the only way they're going to be able to make money on these games is by having them on telly,
0: yeah. Or, or unless they do like a maybe like a pay per view or something.
1: But that that's the question. Surely, in theory, they're already in. Uh, deals with NBC Sportsnet, whoever else has got like the local games, or I know TSN has got some games in Canada. Those deals are already set for those games, yeah. Yeah. So and those these aren't extra games that are being played. If anything, the TV deals are being outdone because they're gonna they're still gonna have less games. So the NHL isn't suddenly going to be able to be like, right, NBC, you're meant to have thirty playoff games or whatever it is. You're not actually gonna have. Any of you go, you're not gonna have any of the regular season games that you're missing, and you're not gonna have those because we're gonna make them pay per view. That's not gonna happen. The, the cup finals on broadcast nationally, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, some of the big series as well will be broadcast nationally. But then every individual series, say so you've got, actually, first, yeah, they're on local. Yeah, they're, they're on like your local local affiliate be, kind of thing. Yeah, or, and then like you know, maybe working up steps and steps depending on who it is sort of thing. I'd imagine sportsnet are playing every single playoff game with a canadian team in it yeah. e- even if it is just fucking arizona versus vancouver and it's only being broadcast on the local stations or whatever those deals and the money for those games will likely have already been passed well
0: that's what you do then though you do op- put you open it up to a pay-per-view so that anyone in the country can watch it not just if you're in arizona or vancouver and the nhl doesn't care about fucking over the local affiliates are they they don't give a shit about them. Yeah, sure. Like say it's say it's Nessun who cover the Bruins. What what are Nesson gonna do? Well, we don't want to cover the Bruins anymore. No, of course they're gonna cover the Bruins. So if NHL says, well, sorry, you actually don't have these games anymore. None of the local affiliates have the games anymore. We're gonna broadcast them as pay per view to make money back.
1: I I suppose what, you know it's what like the, a lot like the blackouts on NHL TV. They're yeah. saying any game that would be yeah available not blacked out in your area is now twenty quid a pop or whatever. I mean, they are going to lose money,
0: aren't they? Because some of those seats go for like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. imagine yeah. <laughs> logging into your pay per view, <laughs> logging into pay per view. Oh, you want we'll to watch this first round game between I don't know, fucking Dallas and Winnipeg? Hundred fifty dollars, please. <laughs> like
1: what? <laughs> we not paying that. No, what they, do. they They tier it like seats. So obviously, you know, <laughs> say, say you get centralised, you get twenty. Oh, twenty is a good idea. Back. So you pay you pay a tenner, yeah, to watch the game you get one camera angle. Love one. it. I love pay, it.
0: And it's f- standard death. Yeah,
1: standard death and it's like really fucking high up and really far away.
0: No, it's black and white. Black, black and white.
1: white. <laughs> and you only get Pierre Maguire. You don't even get Doc and Eddie, just Pierre. <laughs> um...
0: But it's not, you yeah, it's not even Pierre commentary. It's just Pierre between the benches. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's nothing it's, else. It's just it's
1: like they've muted Doc and Eddie's mics.
0: Um, everything. Yeah, it's just Pierre. It's just Pierre, and it's in black and white.
1: <laughs> if if you want the full kit and caboodle, it's like two hundred dollars, and then you have to pay fifty yeah. extra if you want the replays.
0: Yeah, then if you get if you pay five hundred dollars, there's no Pierre. So. <laughs> Shit, we got
1: something, dude. This is like Your four it.
0: camera angles, no Pierre, high, high definition. <laughs> I'll be a thousand bucks, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Payable immediately. Yeah. Over time, that'd be another four hundred quid, please, mate
0: oh my god yes can you imagine it stops after 60 minutes and the feed just goes off you're to watch overtime? that's an extra 150 dollars this is because nice. i think no like you, you're telling me that hockey fans if if they did something as egregious as that hockey fans are gonna say well that's it i'm never watching hockey again no of course they wouldn't they might not well, pay um, it but they're not gonna run away from the sport
1: I, I don't know if you heard dan but um in 2004 yeah they actually uh, didn't play an entire any
0: season. Didn't play a single yeah, game. Yeah, TVs are permanently black
1: because Jeremy Jacobs didn't have enough money. And, yeah, that's right. And um, would you believe it? 2005 six season rolls around. Fans came back without missing a beat. Funny <laughs> that. Yeah,
0: it's true. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna. I do think it's gonna happen because if Florida do that and they see, do you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be if Florida sees any uptick in their sort of state finances or anything from letting this happen now maybe it is a case that we've we said like maybe they are going to bleed WWE or AEW for a percentage of TV money or something like that so if they start to increase a bit financially other states are going to do it they really will because they like I say everyone only cares about themselves I think it will happen
1: the thing about doing it for me is even if you're doing it behind closed doors which is kind of an inevitability as far as I'm concerned at this point as we saw with various sporting events that happened while we were sort of winding down into the lockdowns around the world. Like take the the PSG game that they played behind closed doors in Paris before France oh yeah. lockdown. You got fucking twenty thousand geezers outside the stadium. Yeah. Are you are you telling me That's true. <laughs> if you say, alright oh, we're gonna we're gonna do this Olympic village type thing and it's gonna be in fucking Tallahassee, Florida or whatever you're not going to get at least a few hundred fucking numpties outside of the ring. It's, yeah, you're right. So to, to an extent to me, it's it's almost like promoting gatherings in a way, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. So you got a good it's point. A, it's a little bit irresponsible.
0: And I still think if you start the season, you, you either go straight into the playoffs with the teams in the places as they are now, or you have to have two or three games. You can't have certain teams playing and other teams waiting around. You cannot do that.
1: No, well, they, what do you think of that? Have you had the back to sixty eight games idea? No, what was that? So it's like I think everyone's played sixty eight games at this point. So you sort of turn the clock back and cut it off at whatever the standings were when everyone had played sixty eight games.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Fucking whatever. I get it. And as we've said before, yeah, I'm sure could, you know bubble teams are going to be upset, but don't I be could, a bubble team then. If be they're going to bring
1: it, if they're going to bring it back, fucking whatever. Like none of yeah. it matters. None of the regular exactly. season matter now, matters now anyway. So it's it's all much more much less. And as everyone said, it's going to be asterisk after asterisk against this season. If you're that eager to get the get the games back, none of it matters anyway. It Doesn't matter. Just pick the yeah, fucking. Teams nobody cares.
0: There. No, nobody talks about now that, this, that the Blackhawks won the cup in a in a shortened season. No one ever mentions
1: it. It's they just they just accepted. won the cup that year. Just yeah, they won is. the cup. That's it. I think that's a little bit different because at least it was like. Not deliberately. No, I short, get it, Deliberately but shortened, but like their season was structured with the fact that it was going yeah. to be shortened in mind.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I'm with you. Nobody. I've not heard anybody say in the last four years. Well, the Blackhawks won three cups, of course, but one of them was kind of a bit. Nah, <laughs> no one ever says that. They just they won three cups and no one cared. That's it. They just did.
1: You've still got to play the games and win the games that you're given, sort of thing, is it? Exactly.
0: And if you don't want to be a bubble team, be better than a bubble team. Sorry, that's just the way it goes.
1: Yeah, you've had fucking three quarters of a season to get here.
0: Like... <laughs> you had sixty-eight
1: games <sighs> to, to do something. If only, if only we had those extra fourteen, we really were going to make a difference there.
0: <laughs> we really would have seen. Yeah, but then we would we wouldn't have got this season's Blues, Will, would we? That would have been the problem.
1: The the team that's rocking in at the standings.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Speaking of teams uh, going the other way, I don't know if you saw this, but. There was a little thing on Sportsnet about the the 2017 cents and Eric Carlson like had a little review of a couple of the best players from that playoff run, and it was only a five minute thing, but he obviously talked about that saucer pass to yeah. uh, to Mike Hoffman against the Bruins that was just just unreal, yeah. But they talked about a, a couple of other things that were interesting. There was a a goal that Derek Brassard scored against somebody after Carlson had absolutely given him hell, also against the Bruins. I think Brassard had stopped skating. And it meant that Craig Anderson had to come out and try and make a play. And a, a Bruins play got in front. There was like a, a bit of a kerfuffle. And then the Bruins scored to go up 2-1. And Carlson said that he kind of feels embarrassed now, but you can see him absolutely tearing into Brassard on the bench. And I'd never noticed it before, but it's like, fucking hell, yeah. Like, he is giving him... And you think Carlson's like this cool, calm swede. And he's absolutely roasting Brassard. And then probably 10 minutes after, probably about five minutes to go into the third, Carlsen's skating around the blue line and then two Bruins players follow him, because obviously it's Carlson on the puck, so we've got to try and stop him, and he just finds a wide-open he You have this massive hug and a celebration, and Carlson said, like that you know, that was my favourite goal of the playoffs. So for us to be arguing, and then for us to put that play together, it showed like we actually did have team spirit, and it was interesting. But we have to, we have to at some point, and I know it's an old joke, we have to follow the tree of disaster that follows after that run, and do a show on it. We could do a whole episode on it, and we should, and I don't know why no one's done it yet,
1: the, because the, it's insane history, everything that, that happened.
0: That just, well, just from, just from then, from the start of that season. And we all said about, like what was it? There was something about the Matt Duchesne trade and how the knock-on from him leaving, suddenly the avalanche are unbelievable. Nathan McKinnon, as soon as Matt Duchesne leaves, Nathan McKinnon becomes Nathan McKinnon. And we're like, holy shit, where's he been? And it's insane that as soon as Duchesne leaves, that happens. And then all the ramifications of the picks that came after that, all the trades that came after that, all the things that happened then because of Nashville, because of that trade. And and, and somehow further down the line, I'm sure it was the Marc-Andre flurry save against the Leafs. Somebody traced it back somehow to that Matt Duchesne trade. I can't remember how. It might have been that save. It might have been something else crazy that happened. But somebody put, like, here's the here's the tree of what happened after that trade. And you're like, Jesus Christ, you're right. And we we should do it. We should absolutely do an episode on it because I think it, it's it's so interesting. And they're rebuilding now. So and like we say, they've kind of gone a bit quiet. And apart from Eugene doing the odd crazy Eugene thing, but that's just Eugene, isn't it? But
1: yeah, in theory, we're on the other end of it, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, you know, and that that team photo from yeah. I was watching this clip and it was Eric Carlson, Mike Hoffman, Mark Stone. I was like, oh yeah, Mark Stone used to play for the Sens, didn't he? It <laughs> just totally on my mind. Just totally forgot.
1: Mika, Mika Mark Stone and... used
0: to play for the Sens. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I forgot right. that guy.
1: It's, it's one of those ones, like, I know it's easy to rag on them, but they could have had a starting five today of Carlson, Shabbat, Stone, Zabanajad and, and fucking Mike Hoffman. Like, or even, even Brady Kachuk. It's fucking ridiculous. I know. Absolutely
0: ridiculous. I know you made you made the joke after it while we were in the middle of it and we do one of our Sens classic shows and you said there's that team photo where they've superimposed the jerseys of the teams they play for now and it was like 18 months or 2 years after or something and 90% of them were all in different jerseys or they were in the KHL or they just stopped playing hockey. <laughs> you
1: just think Christ. It's it's scary, isn't it? arguably the most, his, you know, you talk about dynastic teams as going down in history, like this has got to be the the most horrific dynasty to go down in history. You know what I mean? It's true.
0: And, we, and we, we've we talked, we have talked about it before and we always forget, you forget things that happened. And you'll say something and I'm thinking, what the hell's he talking about? I'm like, oh yeah, Cody Cece set someone on fire, didn't he? <laughs>
1: That's remember. exactly what I was just thinking of. <laughs>
0: You just think, what? do you remember that time, like five or six of the players were slagging some like their coach off in an Uber? You think, oh yeah, I remember that. That was insane. But there's so many more than that.
1: It was it was the most ludicrous time in sports I think I've ever heard of. If you used
0: clips of them doing things on the ice, like we do sometimes in the show, if you could, if you could use clips of them. And have them just talking over while you talked about it, and like intercut them, I think it'd make for a fascinating piece of
1: audio, especially as like, the, just... they were so bad on the way down you...
0: yeah it was everything went wrong it wasn't just they didn't they, just, it- wasn't just they traded some players away and weren't good anymore. it was everything wasn't it It was all the off the off the ice stuff as well
1: and you could like almost use it as like a like a laugh track or a <laughs> like a visual metaphor for a laugh track. <laughs> Not only was Cody Ceci setting people on fire, he was also completely unable to make a a breakout pass for three years.
0: (laughs) We should do it. We really should.
1: Maybe when we get to the summer, and because we haven't had hockey forever, we've got literally nothing to talk about.
0: Well, the problem's going to be when we get to summer, it's going to be too much hockey, because they're trying to cram the the season We'll have them off-season, dude. It'd be terrible.
1: (laughs) It's going to be like the free agency and... And the playoffs at the same time.
0: <laughs> they need to do something like that. They need to go like like a power week or something. It's like the finals and the draft and free agency. <laughs> just fuck it, just roll it all into one. Who cares? They
1: should do that anyway. <laughs> Be a much more interesting way to schedule the summer. All
0: right. There was a an Alex McGilney doc on Sportsnet this week put up, which was which was pretty interesting. Did you manage to catch any of it?
1: I got like halfway through it. It looked it was really good. i just got to the bit where there getting him to defect like they're in stockholm with him and they're he's at the embassy and they're just trying to work out the final details of getting him back to the us
0: yeah so it was um, it was jerry Meehan, the sabers gm at the time was uh narrating this was narrating it and don Luce who was the director of player personnel and they were talking about alex mcgillney and he was the first ever soviet player um to defect to america and what i found interesting was more the the political side of it is it you kind of don't realize at the time because well, this is i think probably like towards the end of the, the end of the cold war or it was still at least fresh in memories because my history is terrible i don't know when it ended but russia and american tensions were still not great the soviets have been absolutely dominant in hockey for years and years and they had all these young players coming through and obviously alex mcgillney was one of them and don Luce was there and he, and he saw this guy playing and he said like this guy might be you know this guy might be the best player i've ever seen so gets to the draft they take him number 89 overall and people are surprised because they're thinking well how why are you taking this you know why are you taking alex mcgillney he's never going to leave the soviet union no one's ever defected that's ridiculous five months later the day after a tournament in eight, in 1989 alex mcgillney calls don Luce and says yeah i want to come to america and then it, and then it just and, it, <laughs> and then it turns into the born identity or james bond or something
1: that that's the thing, because like the the st- a lot of hockey fans know the story anyway. If it's, it's the end of some something, inter- I think it was the World Championships. The end of some
0: yeah, it might have been actually yeah
1: international tournament. They you know they fly out to Sweden to to pick him up and they hide in the embassy and then they take him off and all the first players were the defect from the USSR. But seeing this documentary and, and the interviews with Jeremy and Don Luce, like it was so much more serious than that. It really sort of hammered home to me that, A, it's not really a jaunty tale at all. It's quite fucking serious. And B, (laughs) Alex McGilney was a great player and everything, but fucking hell, it's just hockey boys. Like You don't need to...
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, this is the thing. Okay, so this is in the second half that you've obviously not seen yet, but McGilney was also an army officer. Yeah. Because all... Soviet men had to do their national service.
1: Yeah, because so that's why you were in. It wasn't in the just red, they're
0: yeah. losing a great hockey player. They are thinking we've got a guy who's an army officer who can tell the Americans things about our armed forces. We can't have this. This is, I mean, this is a massive issue we've got here.
1: When Jamie or Donnelly phones a guy from immigration while they're out in Stockholm, I was just thinking, mate. But <laughs> right, right, we're a we're a national hockey league team, Buffalo Sabers. Uh, we're pulling a, a fucking international military o- operation to <laughs> yeah to, to kidnap a Russian spy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's how the Russians saw it, wasn't it? Because he was he had to apply for political asylum. He was charged with being a deserter in Russia because well, he, he, he had was. charges. Ag- yeah, yeah, he had charges against him in Russia. I'm,
1: I'm not saying it's right at all. And like, obviously, McIlney should have had the freedom to leave and play hockey in in America or wherever the fuck he wanted to play it. But given the situation not worth it if you ask me yeah but dude you know
0: what sports is like it is mad isn't it it's like <laughs> you can imagine donald lucen and jerry and me and sat in there they're just sitting there talking about mcgillney well we might cause an international incident or a nuclear war and then the other one goes yeah but he can deep like a motherfucker
1: let's go <laughs> just on the plane off that, we go <laughs> that is the thing that he was at the time he was a vegetarian he was like, oh yeah was he, he was he... unbelievable the best you know best player in Russia, you yeah, know, only was only nineteen or twenty when he defeated, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah I think he was twenty, yeah, yeah. So like, all right, so now it's like Bill Guerin going over and stuffing Kiro resolving in a fucking potato sack and chucking him in the back of a transit and driving him back to Minnesota.
0: No, it's no, no, do you know what it'd be? Do you know what it'd, be? it'd be some North Korean lad. <laughs> that <what> they've seen Bill Guerin's drafting this North Korean dude like 117 overall. <laughs> Why are you gonna get him out of North Korea? It's <laughs> like haha I know someone who can help. Get me Jerry Mean. <laughs>
1: we, we keep hearing stories of this Kim Jong Un, who's got like yeah. all these records in North Korean hockey leagues, <laughs> not, not just the hockey leagues, my dear. This guy's a multi-sport athlete. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Of, I hit a hole in one when I was nine months old, and it was the first time <laughs> I'd ever seen a golf ball.
0: Did <laughs> you see it? It was pretty cool as well. I mean, he was only on it very briefly, but it was pretty cool seeing Fedorov on there because he yeah. said didn't he something something about what did you think about it? Or and he said, "Well, I'm not going to say."
1: It was it was right at the beginning, and the the woman yeah. is interviewing him says, "Oh, can you tell me about when he when he left?" And I was like, "No, I can't." Yeah, no, I can't. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it didn't hit me at the time, and now you're saying the whole army thing It's like he still probably has that fear quite rightly. I, I know I would, of like shit. Well, I'm, I'm not saying fucking anything.
0: Yeah. Well, McGilney, I don't know if this was in the bit you saw or not, but McGilney asked asks Fedorov to go with him. He said, are you going to co- come with me? Come with me. And he said, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I, I don't think I can. He says, no. And obviously that. he did. Obviously he did later, but yeah, he could have gone at the same time. McGilney wanted them to go together, basically. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting. Like really. For, the, for the other side of it, not just the hockey side. Really, really interesting story. To finish off, did you know how it got smoothed over in the end, and who made kind of made sure that his political asylum request was granted and all that kind of thing? No, the owner. So the owner of the Sabres at the time, Seymour Knox the was friends with the president, who made sure it all went through. Okay, <laughs> so McGilney was basically the basically the president sorted it out that McGilney could stay in America because the owner of the Sabres and the president like kind of knew each other.
1: Would that have been who came after Ronald Reagan?
0: It was Bush. It was I think it was Bush uh, Bush oh, Jr. Bush.
1: No, Bush C- Sr. Bush, Bush, Jr. Bush Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah. Isn't right. that insane? So it's not what you know, Dan. It's, you know?
0: I mean to be fair, to be fair, now Trump's had those meetings with Kim Jong un, maybe Bill Garin can go over and get that young North Korean lad. <laughs> maybe it'll all be okay.
1: <laughs> maybe, I don't know.
0: Maybe that's that. why Trump was smoothing out the uh, smoothing out the wrinkles there. All right. Before we move on. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and in one of the hidden bunkers on Call of Duty Warzone. And if you could leave a five-star review, that would be lovely. And this part of the show is brought to you in conjunction with the good people over at Wave Intel. While you are sat on the toilet trying to avoid your kids, shout out to Will, then please head over to Wave Intel and check out all all of their easy-to-read comparison charts, GM drafting kits, and much more. Wave Intel online and on Twitter. Being smart, so you don't have to. Do you know what? In the cold light of day, you won that draft last week.
1: Oh, mate, it was a million years ago, I can't even remember
0: Just quickly, do you know what was the worst thing was that when I listened back, you took five players that I was going to take with my ne- literally my next pick, there was five of them you took off me, and I think they just all tipped the balance
1: Yeah, problem problem with that though is like you should have taken those players recently <laughs> I mean if, only, if say, only there was something I could have done well <laughs> if I, if I, you could have possibly done anything about it you <laughs> know So
0: this week's draft, all right, this week's draft is going to be interesting. We are drafting players based off the first letter of the player's last name. Um, (laughs) Once that letter goes, we can't draft it again using that letter until all letters have been used. For example, if I take Ross Johnston, then J is unavailable until all the letters have been used. The only letter we will not be using is, of course, the letter X. And this did involve some serious planning because certain letters are represented a lot better than others, aren't they? And I think you don't want to get caught with absolute dross later on at a certain position.
1: There, there are some seriously underrepresented letters and some kind of surprising ones.
0: Yes, some surprisingly very well-represented letters.
1: I'm really scared about this one.
0: It's because we. we yeah, I'm it. really scared about this one. I'm terrified about this one. Oh, I will say as well, quickly... Because we wanted to make it a bit more difficult for ourselves, and we're not limiting ourselves that much, there are players who are off limits. Because I think if you take any of these players, it's just a bit boring. You don't really have to think about it. So obviously Gretzky, Lemieux, or Hasek, Lidstrom, Crosby, and Howe are off the table. Oh, there any other team,
1: thought. Sorry? I, I, I didn't realise Les was off the table. I'll, I'll get him off my list. <laughs> yes, of course he is. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. This is what I'm talking about. There's a lot going on.
0: So, was there anyone else you thought of? I'm just making sure you're okay with those.
1: I mean, yeah, there are other players that you could just get rid of, but I, I don't necessarily want to get rid of them.
0: I agree. I think they'd be the the most obvious choices at not even certain positions.
1: It's it's and hard, I just think it? I think I think they're good as like proper legend legends you can have there will still be some fantastic players left over we're not going to be yeah. stuck for for great players but the limitation as with the sort of the decade draft thing the limitation here is covering all your bases because we're we doing the rule where you have to take someone from every letter so 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 i have to have someone from every letter in my team and you have to have someone from every letter in your team
0: oh no 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 forgetting x once a to z are cleared out. We then go back to the start. But if you've got two Bs in your team, when we get back around, that's fine.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: But we have to run through all the letters first. Yeah. And I'm first. I'm first pick, aren't I? Which is terrible for me.
1: <laughs> Did I? I picked first, didn't anyway, I? Yeah. Because I got I got a patty B Yeah. You, t-
0: you took. Uh, you took God with your first he, overall last week. Is he
1: the longest tenured Bruin now? Bergerot, Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's mental. And he's
0: better now, isn't that insane?
1: Yes, he's a he's a crazy guy. I haven't got him in my list. I Probably should. We'll come back to this. <laughs> this is this is the thing, like there are so many moving parts. You've got to get good players and make sure you're not. It's too much. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with like an embarrassing team out of this. Oh,
0: this this one more than any other. I am convinced. I am gonna say at some point. Oh my god, how did I not pick that guy? How have I? I forgotten? Others I've kind of thought, oh, I should I probably should have taken him a bit earlier. But on this one I'm convinced it's gonna each I just completely forgot. You have to take certain positions first because certain letters represented better at certain positions. So there might be a of there might be a bunch of really good left handed D men with like I don't know, like the letter X, for example, as a joke. So you've kind of got to take that quick because you don't want to get stuck then with a left handed D man who's represented by like the letter Q or something <laughs> because you're like well there's no one the crap like what
1: am I supposed to do that's the thing like you almost want to find a poorly represented letter that's got one really good player in there so you get that player so you don't get effed over later
0: <sighs> yeah and again it is tactical once I pick a letter that's it like once I pick a letter C no more C's left for Will or, or B's or A's or whatever so
1: until so, speak- we go back around speaking of the speaking letter C do you know how many sinners yeah. I've got in my list Forty, but <laughs> thirty-one, <laughs> and it's like I, I I didn't know how to prepare a list for this. Do I do I want fucking an entire team's worth of players for every letter? Like yes, I do. Ideally, <laughs> but that's unre- <laughs> unrealistic. All right, let's get this show on the road.
0: Okay, I think first I first overall you. pick. I think, Dude, this is terrifying. I think I know All who
1: right. I'm gonna. I think I know who my two choices are. <laughs>
0: I've already typed it in. Go on. Uh, again, gonna again. these are all really good players, people, okay? <laughs> They're all really good players. But I just know at some point, I'm going to pick a player, and Will's going to go him, and then chuckle like you do.
1: <laughs> I love how before first overall I was like, right, right, I know I'm going to pick a bad player, but
0: <laughs> hear me out. I had this player straight away, so I'm going to do it. Left defenseman, I'm taking Raymond Bork.
1: Oh, nice. That's a good choice. Yeah, he was my... Uh... <laughs> He was my second-rated lefty, and then quickly became my first-rated lefty. When you dropped uh, <laughs> <laughs> some literal knowledge <laughs> on me, you said when you, when you away. Oh, oh you've right. you've gone a different direction. I think I'm already going to take her. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> You're going to stay. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's, it's, it's about your own preparation as well, because like there are certain posi- certain letters that I'm looking at here, and I'm like, how have I only got this many players? <laughs>
0: Um, oh yeah, we could discuss afterwards. Like, there's only one good player for this letter. How is that possible? Or one player that I would at least want. Like, how is that possible?
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a goalie for my first. Fuck off! My You're first not. Pick. I am. I am. I'm gonna take Patrick Waugh with my first, with the second overall pick. Oh, I am surprised. I am surprised. Yeah, on I'm, that. I'm, I'm panicking. I don't. Like, I don't think Patrick Waugh's a bad goalie though, is he?
0: <laughs> I mean, he's all right, isn't he? He's, he's okay. He's not bad. He's okay.
1: Probably, probably the okay. best goalie there. Yeah, that's a fair point. And, it's, and well, this, this is what I'm talking okay. about. Am, am I underprepared for the letter R? Potentially. <laughs>
0: <laughs> am I underprepared for the letter R?
1: <laughs> that's gonna, fantastic. You're going to turn, turn, turn around like, oh, uh, Bobby Robinson, who scored 2,000 <laughs> points in a season. He played from 1824 to <laughs> 1873. <laughs> well, on, on that note as well, like the thing I hate about doing all-time teams is like I know fucking dick all about Player X from the seventies or eighties, apart from
0: it's like, true, it's yeah. Like when I when I when we did the European team, and I picked yeah. Fedorov, and you were kind of surprised, and I was like, dude, I fucking loved
1: Fedorov. And like so I, I know I know in my heart. Sergei so, so Fedorov is really really fucking good, but it's like I don't, yeah, how, but you
0: don't know how good yeah, is he compared figure. to fucking Nick Backstrom or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know he's good, but you don't know he's good.
1: Yeah. So I I think I've tended to lean more towards more modern players. Like, I haven't got many players from like, the 60s. Do you know what? Oh, okay, that might surprise you. Cummy Bersham, the letter B.
0: <laughs> Dude, editing these is so much fun. There's such massive fucking blocks of silence. It's hilarious. It's
1: <laughs> just really easy. Right, right, see you later. Yeah. Literally made two picks. Make your third pick. Come on.
0: Because I like to get this position sorted out. Right shot D. I'm taking Al McInnes.
1: Okay, yeah. See, I th- I thought you'd go more more modern. I'm fairly sure
0: I know who you mean, but it was a toss up <laughs> between a couple of players, but yes, go on.
1: Wickedness or, or Eric Carlson.
0: <laughs> I wasn't thinking Eric Carlson, but are go we on. not
1: are we not. No, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, genuinely. I think I'm I'm gonna risk it all and just keep going. Another goalie, yeah? <laughs> oh now nah, you know who I'm fucking taking. I'm taking Steve Eiserman.
0: You're not take are you taking Iserman? Yeah. I think that's mad to take him early doors.
1: Who, who else okay. are you who else are you taking at Y though?
0: Well nobody. But by the time we come back around, we're not gonna be taking Y again, are we?
1: This is yeah, this is a, an issue with like approach to to the thing though, isn't it? Like I'd rather I'd rather take Isman and know I've got an incredible player and not be stuck with like having to take some Y player. <laughs> Do you know what Jeff I mean? Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Yemen from the end. I love the
0: I love the fake names we come up with for certain players from back in the day. <laughs> Jeff Yemen.
1: Alright, delete him off. Okay. I get so sweaty doing these. It's oh, this terrible. Man. It's just too much.
0: I'm gonna take a center.
1: Go on. Treat yourself.
0: Yeah, let's do it. i did him in my head. I'm gonna go with it. I'm taking Joe Sakic.
1: Ooh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> no, Dude, that
0: takes out so many players.
1: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> got too many too many pages going on i've got like a an a to z list i've got this me too who people have taken and i've got a uh, position one Nice. so i'm trying to manage too many sheets at once i'm choosing between two players a forward and a d and i can't quite decide i think i'm gonna to relate to the d because the letter's a bit more limited in my viewing I'm going to take a left shot defenseman by the name of Scott Niedermeyer. Okay, okay. And I just don't know how I feel about any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what to do. So many players just left. <laughs> that's
0: terrible. It's terrible. Already, there's so many players off. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay, I'm taking. I got to take Yaga.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's fair. That was um.
0: Yeah, that was too too easy.
1: You don't want to don't want to mess it up too much, do you? No, you can't. I can't. Don't, <laughs> I don't can't think
0: you there got there. Like another three or four picks. Don't want to like over, to overthink
1: four. it. It's my number. Oh, I've already taken him. What a legend. I'm getting another centre. I'm going to treat myself. Can't get him out of my mind. I'm taking Eric Lindros.
0: Oh, fucking hell, that's a great show.
1: What a fucking guy. There you go. Enjoy that.
0: See, my problem is I like I like to balance my team out straight away. Unless you start picking all of a certain position.
1: <laughs> like that left wing run on... A- on the Euro draft. <laughs>
0: the European players we just fell down the left wing straight away
1: ooh oh I don't He'll like I don't like the sound of that I feel like I probably should get a, a defenceman I'm going to take Doug Harvey ooh okay that's a good choice that's a good choice yeah
0: I, f- I feel as if there's enough left when we come back around I can,
1: I'll be okay there's a pick that feels a little bit crazy that shouldn't feel that <laughs> yes. crazy
0: that's what I want to hear let's go
1: no, it's going to be very underwhelmingly crazy. I think I'm just going to take him because, because why not? I don't think you can ever do too wrong by taking Alex Davetchkin, can you?
0: Ah, oh, mate, yeah, great, ch- yeah. we said the other week, in my opinion, that- the best best goal scorer ever.
1: He's a pretty good player. He's not bad. He's alright. He's alright. I'd say he's the best left winger, out there, of all time. Oh, in he? fact, you know what I'm gonna do. No, I don't.
0: I'm just trying to work. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try monopolise my D. Go on. I'm taking, he's a, taking another... Right. right D. I'm taking Chris Chelios.
1: Oh, Chelios. Okay. Good player. Very good player. Interesting. I'll I'll join you on the uh, on the right defenseman. Train. I'm gonna take Sergei Zubov because he's a fucking. Oh,
0: you, that was one of the. I was yeah. hoping he might have trick. I I thought you know what I thought as soon as I take as soon as I take Chelios, he's got to take Zubov.
1: Yeah, because cause he's a better player than Chelios, so. I mean, he isn't, but whatever. I I'd, I'd probably say he is. But God, I've got some catching up to do here with this side of it. He doesn't like you. You know
0: what it is? I've seen somebody that I'm take. I might take out of spite, just. So... <laughs> so you can't just have him.
1: Just to be a dick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just to be a massive dick.
1: What letters are left that you can be a dick for? Go on, take it. I'm interested now. I don't think there's anyone I'm particularly attached to.
0: There's certain positions I'm looking at, I'm like, well, I can't, I would have taken that guy if I'd had that, but I can't, because the, the letter's
1: already fucking gone, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there was someone that I would have probably taken before Lindros.
0: I'm going to take, oh man, this is tough <laughs> on that side. <laughs> I'm going to take left wing Dave Andrew Chuck.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thin, thin letter, that. Isn't it? <laughs> very, very surprisingly. Thin. Yeah, I would have thought there'd be more A's. You keep Dave Andrew Chuck and you enjoy him.
0: We can talk about this at the end, but there's a couple of players I'm looking at and thinking, you
1: played this many games and had this many points? No, you didn't. (laughs) That's not possible. you fucking didn't. That's that's our thing with like... You were never this good. (laughs) Just because you've played lots of games and had a lot of points doesn't mean you're good. You know what I mean?
0: I'd rather be a guy (laughs) who played lots of games and had lots of points than a guy who didn't play any games and had no points. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Nah, nah
0: lots of games and lots of points is a modern is, is a, a good way of showing it's, some success it's, in the. It's, de-
1: it's definitely not a bad thing, but I mean you know, if say you're a guy who's <laughs> played a thousand games, I'd and love got... to know
0: I'd love to know what you consider success, because in doing these drafts, according to you, playing lots of games, having lots of points and winning cups does not show any kind of success. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not. There's no
0: I'm like, yeah, but Willie won three cups, and you're like, fucking, who gives a shit, <laughs> mate? You played loads of games with loads of points,
1: and <laughs> <Give> <laughs> what are a we fucking, doing? <laughs> give a monkeys. What is the measure of success? I don't know. Give a fucking <laughs> monkeys. No, but it's the one of like, okay, so who's a, who's a better player, Patrice Bergeron or Mika Zibanejad?
0: I get what you're saying,
1: but you know what I mean. Like Zibanejad's still a good player, but you're gonna take Bergeron eight days a week, aren't you? Of course. So it's it's that one. It's that one. Do you take the guy who's got 1,100 points in 1,000 games, or is there a guy who's got 800 points in 1,000 games who's infinitely better?
0: No, no I know. I do get what you're saying, but it's just funny. Which is why I'm
1: <laughs> taking with 350 points in 700 games. <laughs> name a hockey player. Back on they.
0: this again that way, you just can't you see fucking, the woods for the trees. You're like, name I'm a just, hockey player. I'll just take him. I'm name just, anyone.
1: Whoever it is, I don't care. Oh, there's somebody that... Do you ever think a player just stuck in your head? and like you can't stop thinking about him even though he might not be the right decision <laughs> yes, every draft we've done I've, but... I've, got to, I've kind of got to take him just so that my brain stops thinking about him and I'm going to take Jerome Akinla <laughs> oh
0: okay, I just, you know what I just looked at him and I thought I wonder, he might be a sneaky late pick but a, like a really nice little pickup. up he's a, but he, no, he's off well he's done. a very
1: good player I, fucking, name any hockey players who ever had a name there <laughs> because of I
0: that was any good? Do you know me? Do you know me? I've got on my list. Is it one.
1: two? Oh. No, one. Jerome McGinley. Oh wow. Well, I'm lucky, mate. I've I was like
0: i okay, the There's no one else I give a shit about. He's the only one I care about.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll be I'll be sorted if I'm stuck with I on the second run through. Did you see the thing floating around on Twitter today that was a uh, make a footy lineup with players all with the same number? No. Oh, Jesus. Fucking naughty little idea. You see that one?
0: There was a terrible one yesterday. Oh, God. It was a starting eleven. Every player has to be from a different country, and they can have never have played for the same club team either. What the fuck? So not even in the same t- at the same time. You couldn't pick, for example, Ronaldo and George Best because they both they both played for United. I mean, like that's in. Fuck. And some guy said, like, yeah, this is, this is literally taking me six hours to do. <laughs> but I think I've done it.
1: <laughs> what, what you'd have to do is just take guys from, like, the 50s and 60s and, like, all the World Cup stars. So, like, fucking Eusebio obviously never played for the same team or country as, like, Bobby Moore or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. Just do it that way. And then Pelé and etc. Right. I am triple checking this last
0: this, this pick because I think this makes this very dominant for me.
1: What do you dominant? You think you're dominant already, dear? Do
0: well, I think, I think when I announced it with my next pick, I'm taking Chris Pronger left D.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be a good good choice at D. I probably would have probably would have looked at Mister Pronger next. You can. I mean,
0: it. you want to, you know, I mean Ray Bork, Doug Harvey, Chris Pronger. It's not bad, is it? It's all right on my left side.
1: Yeah, but I've got I've got Scott Niedermayer and Sergei Zubov. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure you might have five defensemen and I've only got two, but. Don't worry, I'm working on it. Fair enough. Right, let's... Go on, mate, what have you got? I just I just don't know. I just don't know is the question. Let me see, what letters have I got to choose from? Oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's very, very hard. It's amazing how quick these
0: drafts seem to get a bit thin, isn't it? I mean, we, we must have, what, probably about 130 players each or something ridiculous. And we get to this point and we're already thinking, oh, God, damn, what do I do here now?
1: I think it's it's just where you like, overthink like, overthinking it and, yeah... Yeah, definitely. You get in your own head a little bit. I'm going to take with the letter E, the one, the only, Phil Esposito. Yeah, good. Yeah, nice. I was looking at him. All right. You have a little look.
0: Yeah, but you just Newcastle under Kevin Keegan. We're just going to win every game 8 7. Doesn't matter. We're with the current Leafs. We'll just win every game 8 7. Yeah, we'll be, be fine. Probably... In that case, then, you help me out there because my next choice was out of two. I'm taking Marcel Dion.
1: Oh, okay, you've gone a different direction. I might I might just do it. Have you? And
0: just as I as I love this, as I love this stat, of all the players left at this point, he does have the highest points per game ratio. Oh, mate. Here's a question. After you didn't know how many points, you couldn't believe how many points Jager scored, how many points did Marcel Dion score? i not
1: 1,800 or something.
0: Yeah, 1,771.
1: What? Average, <laughs> average at best. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, but was he good?
1: Let's, was let's he, discuss. Was he any good is the question.
0: <laughs> As a centre, did he actually do his job properly?
1: <laughs> I mean, you joke, but that's the question that you've got to ask. The man never won a cup, Dan.
0: It's true. How good can he be?
1: I think I'm going to bank on the fact that you've got all your D-men and just keep filling up elsewhere. TVW might be where. Got to go best player av- available. I'm going to take Sergei Fedorov. Round out, oh, my, shit. <laughs> round out my Round up my center core. Ah, god damn it! So you can have the, you can have the rest of the centers. I I just need everything else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it does kind of take the pressure off me a little bit, actually.
1: Yeah, so you, Well, but but then the problem is with letters and stuff. Like I probably would have wanted to take a winger, but I didn't like any of the wingers that were there. So it's like, well, wow, I can't I can't take fucking Ross Johnson over fed so, okay, Fedorov. <laughs> That'd be silly. <laughs> I mean, you say you can't, Will, but you are in control I mean, here. Oh, I've just realised that the number one centre on my board is still on the board. Shut up, he is. Yeah, he is. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Has it not been taken at all? Hasn't been still taken. completely available? No, no, no. Un-
1: unavail- unavailable technically. But still there. Sorry, okay, okay. I'm not going to uh... say...
0: It. No. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I'm not going to guess. So Don't don't, okay. don't think about
1: who it is, because I don't want you to take him. Because <laughs> he probably will. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Unless. Are we doing a snake draft again? So where well, you got the first pick in this round, do I get the first pick in the next round?
0: Yeah, I think it's fair.
1: So I get my first draft. Okay, all right. Let's have a little look at that letter. Who am I going to take? Oh,
0: shit. Well, know, it depends how it goes, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Because if, if I round out the draft, you'll go first next time anyway. If fact, because obviously we're doing it in 25 letters. Yeah, it might so come you, to you first so you, anyway. So.
1: Yeah, it will do. It will do. Cool. Yeah, right. so you'll be okay. Right, I think I know who I'm going to take.
0: Letter K, right
1: winger, Yari Curry. Very good choice. You've got to be taking somebody from there, surely. I don't know who, surely. I don't know who I'm taking. There's going to be some uh, saving face picks just so that you can't take better players. Uh, <laughs> I th- I think it's probably going to have to be a G. I would imagine. Oh, okay. Oh, no, there aren't actually that many. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting shout. Okay, that's a, that's a player that I wouldn't have thought I'd be taking.
0: I just, you've just got all centres. <laughs> you've got nothing else.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, I've just realised there are certain letters that I've only got centres in as well. <laughs> so I need to make yeah. sure I don't end up taking them. <laughs> Otherwise I are you going to some... be
0: saying to me? Hang on, can I, go, can I just I've go for just... a second and look at players that start with the like, like F that are not centres, please?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. From the letter G. I'm going to take Mike Garner. I mean, I was going to say, you, you had to go letter
0: G then, for me. I couldn't I couldn't see how else you were going to do it.
1: Yeah, there are, some, there are some other players that aren't exactly bad players. Oh, great. But great. Uh, great choice. Great choice. He's a good player. He's he's someone with you? yeah Yeah. <laughs> with What's you... out there? I need to get some left-wingers and I need them quick. Which is why I should be taking some off the board. <laughs> <laughs> <You> fucking asshole. <laughs> what have I got? So you've got... oh i do need a left winger i do oh, need you? a left winger actually <laughs> would, you look at that? would you look at that how interesting so you've got how... q i'm
0: taking this player now but he will be playing hopefully on my fourth line letter w
1: oh no let me just have a little look okay yeah i think it, i think i know who it is then i'm a, i'm taking ray whitney oh okay yeah 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 good player that was one of
0: the ones that surprised me. Very good player. I was like he played nearly, he had over a thousand points in him, like nearly th- just over
1: thirteen hundred games. And yeah, he, right, right, he That's not possible. Shit up. He was but shit up. Did. Right, I've put him in on your fourth line. Don't worry. Let's get rid of this. Right,
0: we've got Q, T, U, and V. Yeah. Yeah, Q, yeah. C,
1: U, and V. Yeah, I'll take someone who I hope is going to be on my fourth line as well. I'm going to take Keith Kachuk. Okay. Surprised. Surprised. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> You can't. You just took Ray Whitney. You can't tell me you're surprised at what I've done.
0: I make a fair point, actually. <laughs> Fourth line centre, I'm taking Norm Ullman.
1: Norm Ullman, yeah, fair enough. Not, not a bad shout. Not a bad shout, but I'd feel a bit like a, f- a fraud for taking Norm Ullman or the other you I've got on my list because I know uh, dick all about him.
0: Well, we're not going round to you again, are we? Gary Younger? Gary
1: Younger, yeah. Gary Younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only had two as well. <laughs> how, how did you learn about Norm Orman (laughs) and Kari Dan.
0: If you need to ask me that question, we can't be friends anymore. (laughs) You know how I learned about them. Oh, my God. Just go to
1: Google, hockey players who are good with Letty. Oh, Norm Orman looks alright, doesn't he? (laughs) I tell you you what, shout out to fucking Hockey Reference, who uh, has the ability to just look at all players that (laughs) by surname... (laughs)
0: I've never been on so many hockey stats websites. I found I went on um, went on quant hockey for the first time in about six Mate, years today.
1: <laughs> I've fucking forgotten about quant hockey, Jesus Christ. You have to go there, right? You have to. I think I think it's gotta be letter V. It's just who do I take. And I think I might I might get another fourth liner out of
0: here. I'm gonna say pat for beak. I thought that's what I thought. That's your only op- that's your only option. Was,
1: there's another player. Well, there's two other players I've got in my list that are, that are interesting, but I think Pat Verbeek's got to be the one because he was very, very good.
0: 1062 points in 14, just over 1400 games. Certainly not a slouch.
1: No, no question. So, are you taking Quackenbush or what?
0: I'm i I'm going to take as my backup goalie, Jonathan Quick.
1: Oh my God! Fair enough. Yeah.
0: As we discussed I'm last week, of... mate. As we discussed last week, the best save percent the best save percentage and goals against average of any goalie since 1999 and that's when because I didn't look further back than that nobody better in the playoffs
1: I yeah I, I kind of don't hate it alright I'm just gonna prepare myself for round two just realize oh, I haven't
0: let's take every single letter out of read and put it back on the board that's what I'm trying right. to do Fucking, fucking now we've got some <laughs> now we're back to having I mean, it's the Netflix game again there's too much choice what am I gonna do?
1: Oh yeah, alright, this is what I've gotta do. Uh with the first pick of the second round at right D, I'm taking Larry Murphy.
0: <laughs> my if I'd have gone first, I had I couldn't decide whether my desire to screw you over was gonna be more important than my desire to fill out a certain position that like I had to make sure I was done. You'd have had just to just take, so I couldn't panic about it.
1: You'd have had to take my Messier, wouldn't you? And now I've stopped you from getting not that, not that you're now stuck with fucking Tanner glasses if
0: Al McInnes and Chris Chelios. <laughs> Poor me.
1: I'd do, have I do, I do probably taken Messier over McInnes though.
0: I... I was looking at the right D position and thinking, I'd rather get two really, really good ones. In my opinion, two of the better ones and make sure that I've got at least two rather than get stuck in a situation where you've got three and I've got one. So I just thought, well, I'll just get those two and I can, if I, hopefully I'll come round and.
1: Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's the thing with this where like sort of in the heat of the moment it doesn't feel like there's that much of a difference between say, you know, Larry Murphy and Al McGuinness, but then if you look if you look back at the teams as a whole, you start to see like the, the flaws and the whole the the holes in the rosters and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. It's very interesting. So I might as sort well of fucking get, get rid of M because that's that's So now. Nobody's taking M ever again.
0: No, no, we're gonna fill this out. Before we get to like the end letters again, so right, I want to get this position done and filled out and off my mind. I'm going to take uh, Marty Brodo.
1: Oh, good choice, good choice. That takes some interesting players off the table as well.
0: I know. No one's getting Mike Bossy. No one's getting Pavel Bore. No one's getting Johnny Busick. Oh Mate, I've
1: really I really wanted Bossy.
0: I really wanted Bossy as well.
1: Probably should have taken him, should not we?
0: My need for a, to sort of my goalie and not get stuck like I did with Spencer Knight. Even though it didn't make any fucking difference, but
1: nah, still. But you probably, I wouldn't have been happy if fucking Jonathan Quick was the best goalie on my roster.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because people would have been looking at it, going, "Oh god, Jonathan Quick." It's like, no, don't look,
1: don't look at him now. Think, don't think about <laughs> Jonathan Quick. Think. Don't, yeah, don't think, think about another player, not Jonathan, about Jonathan quick. quick. I've got to round out my top four, and I've got to get a fucking shit hot left defenseman. So i I think I'm going to take Paul Coffey. I think. Am I taking Paul Coffee? Is that mm. true? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay, okay. Oh, who have I fucking left? There's going to be someone that I haven't even got on my list.
0: Oh, there we go. I am taking a ton of players off the board with this. I'm taking Timu Solani.
1: Yeah, good choice. Very good choice. Probably should have taken him, really. Which means fucking Borgia
0: Salming's gone, Daryl Sittler, Peter Statney, Scott... Did you take Scott oh. Stevens? Oh, shit, no, I
1: should have taken Scott Stevens. <laughs> Matt uh, Sundin,
0: <laughs> Marty San Luis, Terry Sawchuk yes. could have been a shout as a backup goalie.
1: This isn't open. This isn't open.
0: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's this bullseye. Let's have a look at what you could have won. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, I <laughs> should probably get. I'm actually pretty rounded out on the old Wingles. I think I might take my, another left winger. See if there are any good left wingers left. I'm fucking dipping dipping into the archives for this one, but I think it will work out well for me. I'm taking Alex Delvecchio. Ooh, there you go. I can't have Gordy but I can have his mate. That will do me.
0: <laughs> if I can't get the goal I like, maybe her friend will fancy me.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't I don't need a centre anymore. But the no, I'm not gonna. No, don't
0: mate. There's still plenty of good centres in there. It's like yeah. there's loads out there. I, really,
1: there was just someone I'd remembered that I didn't even have on my list. It would have been useful. But uh, okay. don't need him now, huh? so that's fine.
0: Yeah, that is the pick. That is the pick. I'm taking Luke Robitaille.
1: Oh, oh gee. Yeah, there you go. Didn't even have him on the list. What an idiot. No way. Yeah. That's, oh, that's an annoying pick for me. Anything. Anything's an annoying pick at this stage of the game, really.
0: While well, he's obviously a great choice. That was completely oh. tactical. Otherwise, I would have screwed myself over at another position and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have out an option next. So I'm going to give myself the option, so it's not too bad.
1: It's a good choice. I've, uh, I've just noticed someone that I think I should have taken a long time ago. I'm going to take Denny Potvan for my left defenceman. A lot of uh, puck movers on my bluey. Oh, you still need a right D. You still need quite That's a lot. Okay,
0: because I've left myself with a choice of two. Whichever position I take now, I'm taking can really good play it off the board on either side of what I wanted to do.
1: You probably need a left winger, don't you?
0: I need my fourth line and a right D. And that's it. Who have you
1: got on left wing then?
0: Uh, Dave Andrew Chuck, Ray Whitney, Luke Robitaille.
1: Robotai is the person I didn't put in. <laughs> Pressure's getting <laughs> to get
0: him. I'm going to completely, completely pander. I'm going to take Tim Horton,
1: right D. Mate, you have fucking waste, man, Tim Horton. When did, when did Tim Horton even <laughs> play in fucking World War II? He played hockey. Mate, fair enough. Fair enough. You you do whatever you want. That's worked out really, really quite nicely for me because I'm going to take Guy Le Fleur.
0: Okay. I'm surprised by that. Oh, I don't like that. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Don't get me wrong. Great choice. Yeah, obviously. But that's not what I thought you were going with.
1: Oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this. Right, cool. I don't need any more left-wingers. I'd, I'd be interested to know who you think I should have... Not should have taken, but you know what I mean? Would have taken.
0: Do you know what? Honestly, there wasn't anybody I thought you should have taken there. I was just surprised you went with Guy that was all.
1: We're kind of getting to the point where stuff's being a bit narrowed down, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's kind of a, well, alright, I need to take this guy because I can't take anywhere else.
0: Uh, left wing, I'll take Paul Career.
1: Oh my god, how did I not even have fucking Paul Career on it? That's fine. That's fine by me. Good choice though. Eh? Now, do I want my left wing or do I want my right D. I've. Oh, should probably take my left wing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead, take Patrick Elias as my left winger. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Oh Jesus! Whoever left.
0: I was convinced you were going there. Oh shit. Okay. You give me something to think about now. Uh, I haven't got.
1: I I really struggled with left wingers. Hmm. Okay. It was too too big a pool to to. Paul from
0: yeah yeah that was actually yeah that was quite surprising wasn't it like left wing was bizarrely represented really really well so you need
1: right D and a backup goalie I sure do okay ah annoyed that you took Paul Greer because that's taken some good players off the board but I think there was a
0: there was a certain well I can say it now I thought as a kind of towards the end I thought Eric Carlson wouldn't have been a terrible option towards the end
1: oh yeah I was thinking about taking next for my for my right D man him or Vlad Konstantinov. So if I go there, then I can go there. That's not too bad.
0: Just double check in. so it's that one and that one. And there's no one
1: else's that I would want.
0: No, there we go then. Right, uh, in that case then, I will take uh, Peter Forsberg.
1: Yeah, not a bad choice at all. Not a bad choice. Pretty good player, as far as I'm away. <laughs> he was all right, he was all right. He's pretty, uh, made it onto a stamp. don't know you heard.
0: And there's another surprising one for the. Lead, I know, I know, we did his stats before, but again, looking at some of these, he only played just over 700 games.
1: Yeah, yeah, insanely injured. Isn't it? I know. And mate. then
0: some of these, and you got some players on it who've played like over 1500. Like, have they played twice as many games as Peter Forsberg? That doesn't seem possible.
1: And yet, they're not even
0: half the player that he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I would pick like not that many players over Peter Forsberg, considering everyone on this list.
1: It's just a really weird anyway. one, isn't it? I'm gonna round out my right indeed. I'll tell you the man the myth the legend, Teppo, Luminen. There he is. There he is. I think he might might become my uh, just my my draft pick that follows me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Any draft we like, do. Like
0: like um, Kevin Nolan and Sam Analyse. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like Followed him uh, everywhere. Uh, Harry and uh, Redknapp and Nico Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Do
0: you know what? I can't believe it. They actually. Worked out pretty much as I wanted it to go. Uh, Right wing. I'll take uh, I'll take Danny Alfredson. Not uh, not unhappy with that.
1: He's right, I suppose. If you like that sort of thing. God, with the last pick in the draft, I've got my choice of backup goalies. I take uh, Curtis. Come on,
0: you got to pander. You got
1: to. I don't know who I'm pandering to because I've not got that many goalies left. Because I thought I've got some good ones. That'll do. I'm going to take Curtis Joseph. Okay,
0: you know what. Yeah, again, perfectly fine. I thought you would again. I thought you'd go with uh, with
1: Vesna. Oh, see again, again, like Not did not even get onto my list. Which you? Because your argument, your argument is,
0: how bad can he be? They named an award after him for God's sake. He
1: <laughs> can't be that good. It can't be that bad. How many? How many <laughs> games did he play? <laughs> Not, not interested. Do you know
0: what? I don't actually. You know what? I didn't look at
1: he, did. he He played in like the fucking 30s. I'm not taking a goalie from No, I get it. I'm taking a goalie from the <laughs> But you the want to fucking... Sometimes you've got to pander a bit. <laughs> get the fuck out of there. Nah, I'll, I'll stick with Cujo. Thank you very much. In the same way, I'm not taking oh, fucking... Yeah, uh, yeah, good.
0: I don't know. All right.
1: Whoever you want. Very... Some fucking great players left off. Some great players just not... <laughs> Like I, haven't got, I haven't got it anymore because I was deleting as I went so I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't mess it up too much who, so yeah Mark Messier's is a big one isn't he yeah Messier that is that is crazy we're
0: going to get so much shit for Strong that fucking criminal
1: <laughs> fucking criminal well you uh, you should have you should have taken him really shouldn't you who else uh, Brian Trottier Joe Thornton Gary Unger uh, Brian Leach Pat Fontaine
0: Alex McGillney. we just discussed this McGil- <laughs>
1: McGillney, yeah I almost chucked him on I like, ah, not not interested
0: who uh... both Rashards
1: oh yeah the Rashards fucking hell yeah I'm looking at my, my decimated list and I haven't got that many people left to <laughs> to look at Brett Hall. Jesus yeah Brett Hull fuck it I know absolutely I know four hockey players at any given time. Like we said, Mike, like Mike Bossy, Johnny Busick, Pavel Bore. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Evgeny Malkin didn't get taken. Jonathan Taves didn't get taken. Obviously. Tom Wilson, Jimmy VC. Fuck.
0: <laughs> so
1: many. There, there he is. Tim Heed. Tim Heed didn't get taken. Tim Heed. Young Tim Heed. Fucking hell. If you want to build out some youth from the blue line...
0: Back to reality. Pavel Datsuk wasn't taken. Henrik
1: Zetterberg by that by that point. Zetterberg, yeah. Brendan Shanahan. Ron Francis, mate. Ron Francis. Yeah, Ron Francis. How Ron- many
0: points did Ron Francis have? Oh, he had like sixteen hundred, didn't he? One thousand seven hundred and ninety-eight. Fucking ridiculous! <laughs> but he was—he was. He was, <laughs> he was too, that's too, Ron Francis was two points off eighteen hundred. I, I couldn't like. I just again, I just forgot that stat. I just forgot that stat and looking back at it, I was thinking, there's no way that's possible. He couldn't have that many points.
1: But that that's what I'm talking about though. Like who's a better player though, Ron Francis or Steve Eisman? I'd say Steve Eisman is without yeah, that too, shadow of a doubt. And it's like But obviously that's impressive for Ron Francis to get that many points, but I still wouldn't take him necessarily. Dale Howachuk over fourteen hundred points. There was no there's no letter in the alphabet that is particularly more adept at producing NHL hockey players than any other. Or there is. but looking at
0: looking at good players, I would say M. M's the best
1: letter player for the hockey players. <laughs> Why well, yeah, didn't we do and Larry Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> good, good players, <laughs> very good players, good players. But but yeah, that's just that's...
0: how it goes, though. It's it, it, That's the thing. It's so hard. Like looking at the like. I took Al McInnes and I was thinking, I, I forgot, but in my brain I'm thinking, well, when I come back round, I'll just get Messier then. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have McInnes out of the gate. So I've got that position locked. I'm done. already got my top, like, my four is going to be fucking sweet. <laughs> but, like, when you
1: just forget Messier. Oh, my God. I think looking at it, F's a pretty good one. You've got Fedorov and Forsberg that we took. Uh, C. Dude, K. 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 Yeah, Curry, Korea. Korea. Korea yeah. C for on and awesome coffee oh yeah Duncan Keith in a covel truck I didn't have Duncan Keith on my see it's, it's that one of like with any like we said before with any like long term team building thing when you're looking at sort of all time for it's it's that balance of leaning towards the players you know that are recent but also having that thing of like right I don't want to just take fucking Brent Burns because like, yeah. I know Brent Burns in the grand scheme of things isn't going to go down as a legend necessarily Although, arguably, he's probably better than some of the players on this list. Yeah. Brent Burns is probably a better D-man than Teppo Newman is. Or was. He almost certainly is a better fucking D-man than Tim Horton was. <laughs> that's, that's it, though, isn't it? Like, is Danny Drinkwater better than Pele? Who's to say? Who's to say? Who is to say?
0: Yeah, if Pele picks that ball up in midfield, is Danny Drinkwater clattering into him from behind? <laughs> Two-footed studs up. Teaching him a lesson. Let him know you're there, son. That's what you got to do.
1: <laughs> BT Sport presents Lee Catavole versus Pele. <laughs> All
0: right, there we go. Thank you, folks. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, obviously, judge us as I'm sure you will. Uh, will any last words?
1: I, I, I do have some last words. Actually, I want to. I want to tell a wee little story. Not my oh, story. On. Do you know about the um, the marathon from the 1904 Olympics?
0: I've heard it before. I can't remember it, but I I will know it once you start talking about you it. Almost,
1: you almost certainly will. I only found about found out about it today. So let me just uh, list the the story that I saw. Shout out to who was it? Canadian idiot is stressed at Sailor Hannibal on Twitter for pointing this one out. So, 1904 in St. Louis, Missouri, the first place finisher uh, did most of the race in the car in a car. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> he he tried to drop out and got a cab back to the stadium and then started jogging and sort of realised, oh, hang on, I'm getting away with this, <laughs> so he's fucking rolled with it. <laughs> the uh, the person who came second place, I love this one, was carried across the line and his legs were were twitching enough to be considered running. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like to be electrocuted across the line.
1: Well, do, you, do you remember why his legs were twitching and why he had to be had to be carried? I do not remember. He'd been he'd been refused water during the race by his trainers. Oh my god! And um, in an effort to to circumvent the very lax doping rules, he'd been given a combination of brandy and rat poison as <laughs> <laughs> a PED. oh that's phenomenal oh my god and he ended up with the gold when they found out about the geezer in the car <laughs> so it fucking works been
0: <laughs> taking those nate schmidt steaks honey that's <laughs> what you've been doing <laughs> that's
1: the problem nate schmidt's like here we fucking go mate. um <laughs> the third place was just a normal runner which is pretty embarrassing for him to be quite honest um fourth was um a postie from cuba <laughs> who had uh, raised the funds to attend the Olympics by running non-stop Forrest Gump style around Cuba. Oh my God. When he landed in New Orleans with um, the intention of moving on to St. Louis for the the Olympics, he'd lost all of the money he'd raised to travel on a riverboat casino. (laughs) (laughs) And he ran the race in in his suit with the with the trousers kind into shorts, he was wearing a pair of fucking oxfords and ran a, ran a marathon in him. <laughs> Oh, oh my Christ! So, um, no, ninth and twelfth were were from South Africa and they ran barefoot. South Africa didn't send a delegation to this Olympics. They were just students who thought it would be a laugh, <laughs> uh, and hmm. they're the first Africans to ever compete in the the Olympics. There was only one water stop on the entire run, and uh, this led to numerous deaths. <laughs> in the, uh, in Jesus. the, Jesus. <laughs> and the last one, some, some racers who unfortunately didn't, didn't, uh, didn't have a finish time. The, the Russian delegation, they were late to, to the events. They couldn't participate. Precisely how late? They were one week late, Dan, because they <laughs> were still, the Russians were still using the Julian calendar instead of the Gregorian <laughs> calendar. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. That's the tale of the marathon in the 1904 Olympics.
0: Fantastic. A little bedtime story for everyone. Take care, folks. We'll see you later. Peace.